this is the Stormy Willow Podcast, a light-hearted, balanced examination of the paranormal. Hello, Stormy Willow listeners, and Adele, Sarah here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Happy Saturday. Yeah, happy Saturday. Cheers, friend. Cheers. Um, it's nice and rainy here. Cool and all. all day. That's so weird. Like desert rain and then it's su- su- sunny southern south here. <laughs> I think it's monsoon season or something. Mm. We're getting a lot of rain. Well, you need it, right? Mm, it can cause floods pretty easily. Uh, it sounds so. like you've gone from a drought to a flood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, oh but no, it's, it's nice. The high today is like in the 60s. Oh, that is very, that's very Halloween-ish. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing blue jeans and Yay. shoes, not flip-flops, and I'm not <laughs> dying, so I'm loving it. That is awesome. That's like your kind of weather, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh my gosh. So how is your week? Let's see. Um, since the last time we spoke, you're now 35. How does that feel? <laughs> well, Sam is 34. <laughs> <laughs> oh, enjoy your 30s. They are my favorite. They go so fast. Yeah. Yeah, 20s went by really fast, too. Yeah. Um, I feel like the older you get, the decade goes faster and faster. It's like the trend I'm feeling, and I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it one bit. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. But, uh, yeah, tomorrow I think it's supposed to be sunny, so I'm going to go try to... We're going to go to, like, this really, like, middle-of-nowhere, like, open area, and I'm going to test out my drone. Yes! So Adele got a drone for her birthday, so she's super psyched. I can't wait to yeah. uh, see what kind of adventures you get in. <laughs> yeah, I got all sorts of goodies, but that one's probably the most sophisticated. There's definitely going to be a learning curve with how exactly to fly it. Yes. The thing that I love so much about my Leo sister and dad is when you ask them what they want for their birthday, oh, they'll tell you straight up. And that was on Adele's list. So I got her exactly. The only surprise was the Houdini. Um, but you kind of yeah. mentioned it, but I think maybe you kind of forgot. And so, yeah. But yeah. she, it's so funny. So our dad will tell us too, like, I want this, this color, this size. <laughs> like the year before, he's like, I want two matching rocking chairs, this color. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> this place. <laughs> yeah, um, it has to be this brand. <laughs> these are heavy duty, so they'll withstand the Florida weather. <sighs> oh, but I, um, I absolutely love it though. Like I think it's really cool. That, I mean, uh, it makes it easy for you guys, right? It's like, oh, I, what do I get you? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you get what you want, you know. And I was like, okay, well, I'd rather get you what you want instead of get you stuff that you're like, why the hell did you buy me this? Yeah, I got this that awesome plate that Amanda got me. It's like a plate of Elvis at Graceland with his pink Cadillac. <laughs> but here's. It's also on Roseanne. Like, you see it in the background of, like, most of your episodes in the living room. <laughs> and the thing about Adele you may not know is that she is a diehard Elvis fan and a Roseanne fan. So I feel like that's, like, a two-in-one awesome gift for you. Yeah. yeah. A little piece of Graceland and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lansford. Lansford <laughs> I think rolled into, into one for you. So. Uh, I remember whenever we were first uh, moving to Chicago, we went up to visit, but you know we were driving there from Charlotte, and then if you drive that route, you pass through like this kind of dinky, crappy-looking town, and I was like, "Is this fucking Lansford?" <laughs> You're like, I'm Lansford. Like, you should have stopped to see if they had a lunchbox. 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I was like, this is legit. <laughs> Oh my god, that's crazy. Well, before we get started, I do want to warn you guys today that I have two special guests in the studio, and they're pretty loud. So, uh, so uh, Adele's got her work cut out for her as far as editing, and we'll see how well she does with how many barks and howls you hear in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for the challenge? Uh, I don't really have much of a choice, do I? Do you like how I just sprung it on you, too? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, great. A little, a little bird dog that likes to bark at everything, and Herman. We the um, enigma <laughs> called Herman. <laughs> well, before we started the podcast, we had some drama. Um, I got this delicious bottle of wine from Trader Joe's and could not open it, and so we spent—I don't know—thirty minutes on the phone uh, watching me try to open this bottle of wine that sprayed my favorite Pink Floyd T-shirt. And then uh, we get in here to record, and these two are going bananas. So it's just, it's it's been a uh, it's been an adventure, like everything we do. Yeah, quite an event. Yeah. Bump to take well, me. Into... Does that mean that we've got some cool events coming up besides watching me try to uncork a bottle of wine? Yeah, hell yeah, we do. We have some really good events coming up, actually. We're getting close to spooky season, too, so these events, I feel like, are just going to keep up in the ante, so... Oh, yes, they are. Let's let's hear them. So, up first, we have the 12th Annual Michigan Paranormal Convention. Mm, Yes, at... Let's hear about it. Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. I hope I said that right. Mm. Um, So, that sounds like a bunch of fun. Uh, we also have CreepyCon Knoxville, August 26th through the 28th. I think you should check that out. So that's in Knoxville, Tennessee, on the 26th through the 28th. I'm sorry, I don't think I said the the dates for the annual Michigan Paranormal Convention. That's August 25th through the 27th. Nice. Um, and then there's Fan Expo Canada 2022. That's August 25th through the 28th in Toronto, Ontario. Nice. There's Creature Feature Weekend 2020. We talked about Creature Feature last week, and I just think you and I are so synced. Like, we keep going to Creature Feature. I want to freaking go. I want to have my own Creature Feature. We should just do it. Stormy Willow presents Creature Features. Yeah, I'm sorry. Or get Elvira trying... to, like, show oh my horrible gosh. movies. <laughs> yes, we're stealing your idea, guys. I'm sorry. You can come to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just have to do, like, I don't know, somewhere in the middle. I don't know, that would probably land us in Texas. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go there. Sorry, any listeners that are from there. You're no awesome. You're, we, we support you and we're worried about you. <laughs> and that's coming from a guy in South Carolina. So that's yeah. really bad. <laughs> that says a lot. Just, just cross the border. Come on over to New Mexico. Yeah, for sure. Or maybe we'll go somewhere like a cool southern town. I don't know. Well, yeah. Herman yeah. we'll is so terrified. Sorry. So sorry. All right. What else? So, Creature yeah. Feature. Yes. Yeah. So, another shout out to that one. That's in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, August 26th through the 28th. And then, yeah. And then there's Silver Scream Con 2022. Uh, that is August 26th through the 28th in Danvers, Massachusetts. So that sounds pretty fun. Awesome. And last but not least, there is Maryland Pop and Horror Con 2022. Um, That's August 27th through the 28th in Lithicum Heights, Maryland. So that sounds really cool. 
that does sound awesome. Yeah, I was talking to Dad. Um, his Dad's wanting to put up his Halloween as well. Like he's a Halloween nut like us. And he uh, he was talking about we were talking about like, all these conventions. I was telling him about the events. You know, he doesn't listen to the podcast and all. And he's like, you know, I feel like that would be a place that you could really go and get some like um, like really up your Halloween decor like yes. everybody's business yeah and i'm like i agree it's like i feel like we're all halloween freaks but i feel like the, this is a whole nother level like i think we think we have cool halloween stuff we don't we don't mm-hmm. we're amateurs we are amateurs i'll have to find them and give them a shout out on our instagram but there's this store in arizona i randomly stumbled upon it like i don't know through a rabbit hole searching for stuff and they're like an all year round like vintage Halloween store. That's so cool. Or, uh, like, I don't know, I'll have to find it, but I was like, I bet they have amazing stuff. And they're not oh, very far yeah. away, it's just in Arizona. So, I could do a shopping trip for all of us. That would be amazing, yes. You can never have too much Halloween in your life. Never. Never. And our goal is to one day get there, you guys. <laughs> one day! We'll get there and you may actually know who we are. So, like, who are these two weirdos in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Which I would be proud just to be that. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking about the future and things to come, this might be a good time to tell you about how we're going to wrap up August as far as the forecast goes. Yes. All right. So this forecast today comes from myimperfectlife.com. Mm, and so that is a very good one also. So I'm going to give you your forecast from August 22nd through the end of the month. So here we go. Virgo season is here. And it is all about mind, body, and spirit connection. So I you'll like want Virgos. To- They're very I grounded. Like too. And it's so interesting that the season is in that. And that's what we're going to feel because um, it's going to be all about creating balance with this new sign. Like how do we find that balance and get grounded and which is purpose I mean that's what Virgos are right like they're mostly they're very grounded people um we have a new moon coming for us on August the 27th which is a great time to start new good habits mm. oh that's funny I got weights for my birthday for mom yes you did so I got a very nice time that so yes. i know what i'm gonna start doing so Heck yes okay. you'll have much success and i thought i would do something a little different um and kind of talk about the new moon if you're if you're new to astrology um adele and i are as far as like reading about them and trying to learn about them and they're really blowing our mind because astrology is so hard it's hard <laughs> um so i wanted to maybe and you guys you listeners are probably like like you're probably way far more advanced than we are but in case you're a new listener and I wanted to know too I wanted to find out like what would be a really good new moon ritual to do like how do you do a new new moon ritual like what is it what can we do and so I um, clicked over to our friends at wellandgood.com that says that the new moon is the beginning of a lunar cycle so it's a great monthly reminder to set desires to thank the universe and hence the new moon is referred to as a wishing phase. So like, it's a great time to make your desires known to, to the universe. And so there are like some rituals you can do and you can go as elaborate or as 
simple as you want to with this. And I'm going to try this and I want you guys to try it. Maybe um, it'd be really cool if you like send us pictures of you doing your new moon ritual on the 27th. I would love to see it. Um, but just kind of some simple steps, how you would do this ritual is you would want to find a space by a window or outside. So a space where you could really like kind of bask in the new moon energy and the light. And then you will want to like, just write down your intentions. Like I want to, Stormy Willow wants to be at a horror convention, whatever you want to do. And you're going to put it in a place. It can be a box. It can be any, any place that's kind of like your wishing well, if you will. And then you're going to, um, you want, if you want to, you can light a few candles. You can pick any crystal that you might feel connected to. You can go as elaborate as putting crystals around you in a circle, or you can just, if you just have one crystal or you don't have a crystal, it doesn't matter. Like you can do it as little or as, elaborate as you want um and then it says that it's also a good time if you have a tarot deck to maybe pull one card from that deck and make that your visual for the new moon for the next 14 days until the next cycle and so that would just be a very good thing to maybe put on your altar or maybe have at your desk and then um it also says that you can just you know, you can invite friends, you can make that like a new moon, like ritual with your friends, your loved ones, or something that you just do yourself. So you can make it as big or as private as you want. And then also remember to thank the moon for all the gifts that universe has given you and like what's coming next for you and just expect it to happen. So I'm going to do this August the 27th. I'm going to do the new moon ritual. I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to post it on the Stormy Willow site. And I want you to do it too. I want to know what do you do for your new, new, new moon ritual? Do you have something that you that's really sacred to you that you like to do? Um, I would love to see see your thoughts and comments on that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll give it yeah. a go. Um, yes. I know Albuquerque, because whenever we went on our ghost walk in Old Town, we have the howl at the moon every full moon. So the stores and everything will stay open a little later. It was so moon. cool. So it was really cool. They have like a I DJ love- and stuff. I love that I've never been to a place that was so connected with mm-hmm. that. Um, and I thought it was so cool. It was really fun. Like they have like wine out there and you can even get like a reading and they, I think they have like wine specials and like sales on like vintage clothes. <laughs> it was really cool. It was so fun. I love that. It was a blast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love this. You can definitely feel the native American presence in this state. And which yes. is so wonderful and beautiful. I I agree. I think it's very special and it's sacred for sure. So whatever you do on the new moon, tell us, like, let's do this together. Let's put in, let's put in good energy work for each other and our country and our world and uh, finding that balance, finding that peace. (laughs) I think we're all so desperately looking for. (laughs) Yeah. So if you listen to last week's episode or any episodes, you know, at the end, we always spin a wheel of topics. And last week I landed on ETs or uh, aliens. Ooh, I can't wait to hear what you came up with. Any guesses on like which aliens I chose? Paul. Paul? <laughs> Actually, it's pretty close. <laughs> the ET. Close. Yeah. <laughs> so Paul definitely looked like a gray which I'm covering today, I'm going to talk about the Greys. Now there, okay, this is what I know about the Greys, and you, I'm testing my, you tell me after this. Um, my understanding is the Greys are the not-so-nice ones, or is that That's just right. rumor? 
they don't seem to be super nice. Not like Paul. Not like Paul. Well, he could be kind of a smart ass, I guess. But no, Ugh. they uh are kind of aggressive towards humans. <laughs> okay, that's what I that's what I know about the Greys. Okay. Yeah, so the Greys are notorious, especially for human abductions. They're the ones that snatch you up. They're basically, so they're basically the uh, human abductors. Yeah, they're the snatchers. They're the hide snatchers. your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> the Greys. So you right, okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. I was about to make a bad joke, and I'm just not. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Continue. So, I think, like, the Greys are the most iconic of aliens whenever most people think of aliens you're probably influenced by a lot of pop culture so they're the very classic like uh hairless gray aliens that have the big heads that are kind of like egg-shaped and really large like egg-shaped eyes that are solid black they're very they're not cute like et right they're really slender um they have really small mouths long fingers long creepy fingers a lot of times they're webbed and it's like four fingers um small mouths they have ear holes and really small nostrils and i think most are rumored to communicate telepathically Mm. yes um so this reminds me of my favorite snl sketch of all time (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the alien encounters they are if you've not watched it um just know that our feed's going to be covered with that because it is probably my my favorite snl sketches yeah. of all time kate mckinnon 100%. is brilliant and they nail the north carolina x <laughs> they nail it yes and just I, I i'm not even gonna try to do it and i just love how like she's just Every time. I love how everybody in the skit like tries so hard to keep their shit together. And nobody <laughs> can. So funny, except for her. <laughs> yeah, she's the only one that keeps a straight face. She's solid. <laughs> and can we just take a second, like, to lift up another female? Like, she's fucking solid gold. Solid gold. We love you. <laughs> yeah, Kate McKinnon's the bomb. dot com. Yes, and if you like to be on here and do like an encounter. Uh, <laughs> recap with us. We would love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, half of it. I can do the accent. Sarah already has the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to pretend, really. And I mean, we know that since you're not doing SNL now, you've got some downtime. So, I mean, if you want to pencil Stormy Willow in, like we can, our people can talk to yours. It'd be fine. It'd yeah. Be fine. Or, or we could just get some grace to snatch you. <laughs> yeah. You just, you decide, Kate. You decide how you want it, how you want this to go yeah, down. You how you want to play this. <laughs> Yeah, I hate for you to have to like porky pig it for real. <laughs> oh god! Sorry, if you haven't seen the skit, that made absolutely no sense to you. Yeah, so. so now you have to watch it. Don't worry, we'll now share. Now you it. have to watch it. That's right. Okay, sorry. That's what I know about the Greys. <laughs> that's my that's my expertise is on the encounters. Like that, I know a lot about them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I didn't. I thought I knew about the Greys, but. Apparently, there's, like, all sorts of different types, so I'm calling this little bit mm. the Shades of the Greys. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is epic. The Shades of Grey. I hope there's not 50. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's only three that seem main, and I'm sure there's some that are, like, more fringe. And But anyway, I'm covering, like, the main three. Okay. I, um, I didn't know that we had the subcategory, so this is exciting. 
this is insane. So we have the grays. I think also referred to as like the Roswell grays, which I'm actually not going to cover Roswell because I already did. And um, I think our first few episodes, whenever I talked about Skinwalker Ranch, I talked yeah. about the Roswell crash. Can I also just cover, I mean, this is, it. listen, it may be the line, but I do think it's a brilliant idea and I'm just going to trademark it. If you're a paint company out there or Stormy Willow wants to go into Stormy Willow Paints, like how funny would that be to have like the gray section? It's like, this is the Roswell gray. <laughs> this is the... <laughs> the Zeta Reticulin gray. <laughs> yes. There's a market there. I'm just going to, I mean, I would if, buy if it. podcasting isn't, if we can't get into a horror convention, like in the next year, Sherwin Williams, we're coming. We're coming. Look out. Let's do this. <laughs> this brand will be successful no matter what the hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> we're determined naming, we're marketing it, whether it's paint, it's the podcast. It's the investigations we're well, doing. We can it. start making our merch. Like, we'll do those colors. <laughs> Did you, um, you need to specify what kind of gray you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Trademark, for sure. <laughs> okay. I, that was just too good. I couldn't, I couldn't stop. I, I like wine, Sarah. And thanks, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In case you're not watching, Sarah has fresh new do. I do. I do. Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to just take this time, if you're loving what my hair looks like, this fresh, beautiful cut, if you're watching, I want to give a shout out to my friends at 1213 Studio. Aaron Casort has been doing my hair for over a decade. He is a friend. He and his partner, Arthur, and everybody there, like, they're just amazing. Like, I've never been to a place that has given me some, like, and I, I, Aaron's cut my hair before this, but I've never been to a place where you feel like such talk about like a safe space you just feel uplifted and he's just like they're just they're all such artists and can just see the beauty in people and they everybody walks out there seriously looking like a million bucks and it just makes people feel so good and they're just amazing so if you're in the charlotte area go like don't just walk run make your appointment <laughs> they are amazing and you too can get the stevie nicks if you like just tell them that uh tell them sarah sent you or you can get the wolf. Adele's too much of a chicken to do it. But if anyone could do it, these guys could. And if they think you would look stupid in it, they would tell you before they did it. And they wouldn't do okay, it. Okay. <laughs> well, I would like Aaron's opinion of if I could rock the wolf or not. Okay. Aaron, we need to know. All right. He wouldn't let me get Listen, he wouldn't let me get a perm. Which no, I have to agree with him. Probably a good idea. He just <laughs> He's like, no. You're not. Something happened when I turned 40 and I was wanting a perm and I wanted to also dye my hair crazy red. He's like, no one, no. We're not doing okay, bozo. Day. No. Yeah. Like it was, in retrospect, it was a great, that's a great call, Aaron. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know how we got on that topic, but go ahead. All right. Let's talk about the grays. <laughs> the grays. We're, we're on the, we're on the uh, Roswell, Roswell, Roswell grays. <laughs> yeah. Or just grays. I think this is the one that everybody kind of thinks of. And they are very predatory and insensitive to humans. <laughs> so these are the snatchers. Um, these are the ones that probe you and stuff. Yes. They are right. three and a half to four and a half feet tall. They're like my size. Well, a little smaller than you. A little smaller. Little <laughs> um, their color ranges from grayish white, grayish blue, and grayish green. So there we go with their paint. So we could so do what are, what are we getting into with these shades of gray? 
So I think these are just, a, you know, snatchers that we're mostly used to. And I, I, it's kind of unclear to me if there's like a hierarchy to how they all relate to one another. Um, oh. Because then you also have the Zeta uh, Reticulans. I that sounds like a sorority. <laughs> yeah, they're mean little hazing frat boys. <laughs> um, so they're called that because they are supposedly from Zeta Reticuli 1 and 2, which is the binary star system that's visible from the southern hemisphere, and it's approximately 38 light years away, which for space travel, I guess that's relatively close and reasonable. I don't know. That's kind of, uh, that, that was, okay, I don't, I'm not a very smart person, but in my head, that's what I was thinking too. And I was like, that's kind of terrifying that they're that close. Yeah. Yeah. Like that seems. That explains a lot. If they're visiting, that's a reasonable, you know. Yeah. Distance. And if they're okay. more advanced than we are. Um, and oh, these man. guys range from three and a half to six feet tall. That's um, quite a range. <laughs> and I think a lot of. I think some believe that, like, the smaller ones are kind of, like, the grunts, if you will, like, the workers, whereas, like, taller ones are, like, leaders and more more hands-off. So the little gray gets you, you're fucked. Yeah, the little gray is going to be the one that snatches you and is actually doing the shit to you, while the big ones just kind of watch and monitor. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. And then there's also the Bellatrix greys. Um, okay. So they're from the Bellatrix star system near the Orion constellation. Okay. Um, they're also aggressive towards humans, but they seem to have less direct contact with us. So they are the ones that just maybe want to observe but not get quite as hands-on as maybe. the other Like, maybe they um, will if they have to. Yeah. And they sell tiny, though. Their average height is one and a half feet tall. I'm sorry, why? <laughs> so they almost sound like little goblins, and they're actually not like that smooth gray skin that you think of when you think of grays. They're more like crocodile, like scaly skin. Okay, so like I'm thinking a hairless critter. Yeah, actually, it kind of sounds like, um, is it El Chupacabra? Like, I don't know, hearing the crocodile-like skin and the size made me think El Chipacabra, which we'll cover whenever we do another cryptid episode, eventually. Yeah, we haven't done that one yet. Um, and, sorry, before I get into it, one, it was really hard to find information on greys, which I was shocked. I thought it would just be, like, everywhere. So I have a lot of sources to cite right now. So, um, think about it. Um... AlienUFOResearch.com, of course, Wikipedia, History.com, ParanormalSupplies.com, That'sMags.com, Metro.co.uk, and NBCNews.com. Oh, and there's NBC. I love it. Uh, Which, yeah, a broad range there. Dude, and I try to find, like, really legit sources, so those descriptions I, I just brought up was from Think About It, um, because I really just couldn't find a lot on the greys otherwise, so it seems either very censored or very fresh, that's, you know what I mean? That's what I was about to say, I, was like, I wonder if there's a reason behind that. So, I don't know, there again, we try to, we try to be a balanced show, so take this for what you will. Exactly. Um, so, why are they visiting? 
A lot of the major theories are that their resources are just depleted. I think a lot of us have like heard that in pop culture. That they're just like aren't aren't. (laughs) Right. It's like You you come to the wrong planet, man. (laughs) Maybe join us in a search (laughs) or help us try to fix this planet. Like we're in this together because our planet's pretty fucked to you. (laughs) Like I do follow Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um yeah, he's like the he's usually on PBS. He's like the the kind of pudgy black guy with the mustache. Yes, I know who he is. He always wears ties that has like is he on TikTok? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to follow him. So I, I completely agree with him because it sounds like a lot of people on this planet are thinking that we need to leave and maybe colonize Mars and it would require a lot of terraforming. And he his thoughts are if you can terraform Mars, then you can fix the Earth. Why leave? I don't think we should leave. I don't think that's something we should be looking at doing. This yeah. is our home planet and I want to keep it our home planet. So Well, you know, um, speaking of news and all of this, um, you know, this past week a bill was signed into effect it's hopefully going to be humongous it's like the biggest effort in trying to help uh save our planet so i'm hopeful that that will happen so we'll see definitely hopeful i mean we could do it if everybody made it a priority yeah like stop talking about our uteruses like why are we hung up on reproductive rights let's fix the planet nobody cares if i have a baby or not and it's like, but if people are going to have babies, and... don't we want a world that's sustainable for them to be born into? Exactly. So I know on. my three little nieces that aren't really my nieces, but they're my friend's babies, and I call them my nieces. And I want them. This is not the world I want them to live in. They deserve better. Your children yeah. deserve better. We all deserve better, and we we got to do something. So, I mean, that's some good news that I'm excited. So I really hope that we will see see something. Yeah, I I truly don't think we can fix climate change. I think that's. It's done, but I we think can that probably minimize. Yeah. I think we can not make it worse it a lot. Yeah, or maybe it could be something that it could always be like a turning point for us. Like we let our world get this bad, and it could just always be a reminder to never go back to that or, or something. You know, I don't know. I'm yeah, like some bullshit. But I just feel like you know, it's it could it could we could turn this around if we would just get our. And I think it's like we do have our minds in the right place. I think it's the people in the big places that have their mind on their pocketbooks. It's and corporations and the right government. Place. I think period. all of us, all of us humans, are mostly on that front. Like, yeah, like we want a healthier, cleaner planet for ourselves and for the future. But I think you know you get into some nasty shit, and that's what stops it. So we got to get those people out of there and make these changes for us and for the generation to come i agree so yeah that's i you know i never try to get on my soapbox on this show but somehow i just always end up talking about my uterus and bojangles i don't know <laughs> like, it's not okay but that's what always happens every damn show sarah's gonna talk about her reproductive rights and, and bojangles a season, a season fries at bojangles and sweet tea and biscuits <laughs> Yeah, that's what we need. We need to introduce the Grace to Bojangles, and they'll be like, ah, oh, we love you guys. I just, if you'll just give me two seconds, let me just go down this road right here. And, Don't and just before you... Supreme Court. I'm going to give you some chicken supremes. Like, shh. Like, just trust me, okay? Before you probe, just trust. Especially yeah. those little ones, uh, the Bellatrix uh, Grays. I could see, like, holding them like a little baby and just feeding them some supremes. Like, here you go. You'll be little friends. We would be friends. I know it. I feel confident. 
I was like, you came here to try to, to take to home me, but I, Bojangles, we, we bonded over at Bojangles. Yeah. We're tight. That's everything. <laughs> it's go time. I'm, I, you know what I'm going to do? If I get abducted by alien, I'm going to say one thing. It's go time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change the future. The Bojangles can save everything, guys. Bojangles, please sponsor us. Everybody... <laughs> They're just angry. Everybody just needs a fucking buttery biscuit. Listen, and they're fine. Bojangles, we may not be your cup of tea if we're where you're located, but we could change that. And we just really need your sponsorship. Or if you just want to give us a or supply. Like, um, give us a like. Just give us a like. Give us free seasoning salt. Like, come on. Something. We look like we're we are a paranormal podcast and we talk about Bojangles more than we do anything else. Like I guess please. what we're gonna be eating whenever we do like do live streams of paranormal investigations. We're gonna be Bojangles. eating Bojangles. Get us a bow box, a vegetarian bow box. With all the fixins. I'm getting all the fixins. <laughs> <laughs> and a gallon of sweet tea just to keep us up all night. Yeah. So. Like Lily, you need another gallon? <laughs> We'll we'll be like you know what it's called during the Halloween season it's boo time. <laughs> okay, I have a joke for you. Okay, it's gonna be. Um, Mom and I were at this place in Rock Hill, and they had some little Halloweenies out, and there was this coffee cup, and it had a little ghost on it, and it said, "Boo, I'm too old for this sheet." Stupidest <laughs> <laughs> thing in the world, but we couldn't stop laughing that we were like crying. We're like that to see dumbest joke but it's amazing i think i would have had that her. cup i'm gonna go get it for mom i think i she think you should mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're back to the grays all right i'm sorry we're talking about the grays let's go so we were at maybe why are they visiting and some speculate that maybe their dna is damaged because they might be cloning themselves a lot so they're trying to fill the gaps in their dna with human dna that's a little scary. Uh, yeah. I it's make, a, like a hybrid. A or some believe greys are humans from the future. Um, but yeah, so I... Here's my thought on that. Don't disagree. I do think, I, I do think you're right about that. Um, I just want to say that's Adele's dog this time, not mine. Um, but <laughs> uh, for once, uh, I have heard that the greys like especially like with males like they've abducted them and like try to take their sperm and like make children you know so i think that that is a real thing that that they're doing yeah we'll definitely get into that with some abduction cases yeah well, i mean that the big one um so yeah those are some speculations on why they're here in the first place they just want to reproduce yeah and have a shitty so, planet too yeah so really one thing that made them first popular um was alistair crowley potentially um we know about alistair crowley yeah. um there's a i think they're on rituals i believe did a really good episode about alistair crowley so he's a, a quite a character so alistair crowley is described as an occultist astrologer mystic magician bisexual drug okay. fiend and self-proclaimed beast. Six, six, I love six. that he's a drug fiend. <laughs> yeah, and he's proud of it too. So, I mean, um, no. 
I and he was he was born in 1875 and died in 1947. So he was. Would, around, we him, would we call him a progressive, if you will? I think he would be like an extremist. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, and he's a mystic like you, so you know, Dale, like you. Um, after the Richard Rohr episode, you identified as a mystic. So yeah. you oh, go. Maybe I'm gonna go down that path. I hope not. At least hope not. I don't want you to be a drug fiend. He was a I little you, bit. But- more extreme than I would like to be. <laughs> yes, and I do want to. Uh, I know we we really try to shout out other podcasts that we love. And if you haven't listened to Rituals yet, it's, it's our friends Em and Christine uh, from, and that's why we drink. And they do one. Um, it comes out. It's released every Monday, and it's called Rituals, and it's so good. It's I really like it. They do a really good job. Um, so check it out. But there was, I believe that was an episode where they talked. I know that name, and I was from. They really kind of dug deep so oh yeah there's i'm not gonna go very deep there is a lot to this man and he's very I, fascinating there <laughs> is quite a lot to this fella <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot a lot a lot i would love to read his biography that um, would be a hard i would be I, you might need to be on drugs to read the biography <laughs> this is a wild wild guy <laughs> he's super fun um he was even cambridge educated so he is a brit um Brit. Brit. A member of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. He uh became a member of that in eighteen ninety-eight. So the Golden that? Dawn was a secret society devoted to the study and practice of the occult, metaphysics, and paranormal activities uh during the late nineteenth and early early twentieth century. I wanna get in on that. Sounds kind of that. fun, right? I mean, I want to be in a secret society since Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it's not happened yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should try the Golden Dawn. I wonder if it's still around. It surely has to have some sort of spinoff. Hang on, I'm gonna... I'm on it. Go ahead. Alright. So, um, he ruffled some feathers while there. Um, kind of like due to his lack of, like, self-control and just kind of wildness. <laughs> I think some people are like, you're a little bit out there, dude. Um... So, during this kind of friction with the Golden Dawn, I quote, Crowley decided to outdo them all and set about his first attempt to invoke his holy guardian angel. Um, Buying Bolskin House on the shore of Loch Ness, he commenced performing Abramelin, a six-month black magic ritual that nobody had dared undertake in centuries. While the aim of the ritual is to invoke the magician's holy guardian angel, to do so, he must also evoke the twelve kings and dukes of hell. This includes Lucifer, Satan, Leviathan, and Belial, I think is how you say that, and bind them, thereby gaining command of them in his own mental universe. The ceremony has an introduction which states that nobody should perform it. <laughs> so I already love this guy. He's like, Listen, I don't know about this hermetic order of the Golden Dawn because it looks like um, just when I'm just doing a quick Google search, it looks like that it might be rising again in Greece as of October 2021. Huh. But they've got some neo-Nazi party um Oh, Golden Dawn not... was banned. So I don't. I don't know that it was is what it once was. That's not cool. So in 1903, he married Rose Kelly, and they honeymooned in Egypt in 1904. So 
Rose was also into the occult, and um, she began like making contact with the god Horus while they were in Egypt. And Horus was telling her that he wanted to contact Alistair. <laughs> On the so, honeymoon? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. so he started, you know, making contact with Alistair. So for three days, he heard the disembodied voice of Horus, who dictated the Book of the Law, which would become a foundation for Crawley's new religion, Astrum Argentium, which is Silver Star in 1906. That's what it translated to. So, you know, this is like the foundation for his religion slash cult that he starts <laughs> later on in 1906. Well, this is just an aside, just because these are some fun journeys he went on before we're getting to the point, back to the graves, just because they're insane. So, um, after this whole thing in Egypt, he then tried climbing one of the tallest mountains called uh, Kanchanjunga. Sorry if I butchered that. It's in the Himalayas. And there was an avalanche and he ignored people in his party asking for help that were stuck in the avalanche and he just sat in his tent drinking tea (laughs) and four men died (laughs) whoa okay alistair no that's not cool man (laughs) i'm just gonna meditate dude you're fine you're fine she's like you're you're killing my vibe dude like i'm I'm on the journey to find my guardian angel can you keep it down out there like just stop trying to meditate with tea. I'm, I'm meditating on my on my uh, message from my Tezo tea. <laughs> Keep it out of there. <laughs> Universe sent me a message in this tea bag. <laughs> it should be good to your fellow man. Will you guys shut up? <laughs> hey, shut up. I'm meditating. God, like, these people are rude. Why are you on this journey with these assholes? Trying to feel interconnected to the universe. Can you guys shut up? Oh, uh, I'm kind of on a quest right now, losers. Keep it down out there, please. He's got his like coffee cup or his little tea cup, like like. Uh, well, these people are like help. help I'm dying. <laughs> hey, rude. If you could just throw me a rope, I'd be fine. Shh. Stop. Tuning out the noise. <laughs> Um, okay, also, he had to leave Calcutta after he shot a mugger to death. Um, so I'm sorry, tried, what? He, somebody tried to rob him like a mugger, so he shot them to death, and then Calcutta was like, alright, you have to go. Oh, sir. So then he decided to head oh, to China. <laughs> He's like, it's time for a knee. My spirit guides um, are sending me somewhere I'm else. over. I'm done with India. Like, like we're going to China. Uh, so on this okay. adventure, he rode a pony to China. And, um... <laughs> okay. okay. Once, he, once he got to the Yunnan province, like, it was, like, right on the border, he decided to stretch his legs because he'd been riding for a while. And when he tried to remount the pony, it completely freaked out and threw them both down a 40-foot cliff. Okay. You know what they call that? Karma, Alistair. <laughs> but then he was like, maybe I'm under divine protection because when he he was waiting for pain and he was completely unharmed. Like, not a scratch on him, felt no pain. He was like, oh, so I am on the right path. This is uh, probably the drugs. 
probably. <laughs> I hate uh, to break it to you, bud, but I think that wasn't, that was the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now we're going to kind of jump ahead and t- I just had to share those stories because they're so freaking hilarious and insane. Um, so now we're jumping ahead to 1918. This is finally where we get back to the Greys. Um, so while performing a ritual, at this point he started that new religion. So it might be a ritual related to that religion. Yeah. He claimed to have opened a portal and met a supreme a supreme being named Lom, capital L, capital A, capital M. I think I'm saying that right. With Liam. Right. Or lamb. <laughs> I don't know if it's lamb or lom. I'm assuming lom. She's British. Um, lom. And he even drew a sketch of this being, and it looked very much like one of the greys that we know today. Oh, man. Um, but while this ritual was being performed, he was, like, super duper on drugs, even for him. It, it was including mescaline, opium, and hash. Like, oh shit! So, okay, we're out there, man. Oh yeah, take that, you know, guys. We tried to give you a full, a full view. There it is. So he was hella oh. fucked up when he experienced this. Um, it is kind of strange that this looks like the first kind of gray that we're familiar with, and that that's why Alistair Crowley is kind of tied to that. So he essentially then, just to kind of put a little bit on this, is the reason behind we see the reason why we see this visual of the grave that you described earlier. Perhaps, perhaps like that's that, like what got it into society. Is images that we can that's connect what next with the grave looks like. Yes, interesting. But some people say he was either just completely high, and none of this really happened, or maybe he even just summoned a demon. But like either way, like it's I all mean, just insane. Maybe he just met someone with really almond-shaped eyes. Yeah, or maybe he was talking to a prune. That's what happened. <laughs> Another mystery solved here at Stormy Willow. So, getting back to the heart of the matter with the Greys, we know that they're notorious for snatching people. <laughs> So you can't not mention the abduction of Betty and Barney Hill. Um, Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. So this was, there were reported abductions before the story, but this one really hit the press in a hard way. I don't know if it's because they were an interracial couple in the 1960s, and that's why it picked up a lot more. Maybe their story was so thorough. Um, Who knows why they got so much publicity versus other stories. Right. Okay. So, picture this. Sicily, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I Sophia. They were uh, driving a country road in the White Mountains of New Hampshire one night in September 1961. Okay. They noticed strange lights in the sky that seemed to follow them. They arrived home at dawn, but something was off. Barney's shoes were scuffed, Betty's dress was ripped. Both of their watches stopped working, and neither remembered the last two hours of the drive. Ooh. So kind of weird, right? Yeah. Um, so just backstory on them. Both of their jobs really kind of sucked. Uh, Barney worked at the... He worked the night shift at the post office, which was 60 miles away. So driving... That's already a horrible commute. And Betty was a caseworker for state, wild, uh, state child welfare. Uh, already seems like... An emotional job and difficult. Absolutely. 
Um, and they've both spent most of their free time with their church and involved in the civil rights movement. A lot of stuff love them. Yeah, I love that. Um, and as I mentioned, they were an interracial couple. Um, Barney was a World War II veteran and had an IQ of 140. He was also wow, very level-headed. So he's yeah. a smart guy. He yeah, sounds- he's not like just like kind of flighty. Right. So he sounds pretty legit. So like, I don't know why he would fabricate anything like this. So right. I don't know. He seems trustworthy. So let's get to the famous trip with them. So they decided to take a spontaneous three-day trip through Montreal and Niagara Falls as a late honeymoon. At this okay. point, they'd only been married for like 16 months. Oh, so, wow. Kind of newlyweds. Yeah. So, you know, just a little over a year. Yeah, I like it. On the last night of, of this trip, they stopped at a diner in Vermont to get some coffee to kind of like fuel up on caffeine before the drive home. Um, so there was also a hurricane in the area that was approaching, so they wanted to stay ahead of the bad weather. Sure. So they left the diner at 10 um, p.m., and they expected to arrive home between 2 and 3 a.m., you know, if they, you know, didn't hit right. traffic or bad weather. Sure. Seems like a very level-headed plan. Yeah, and obviously caffeine, necessary. Makes sense. Um, On the drive, they noticed a strange light that looked almost like a falling star. Uh, Then the light seemed to begin following them. And these are really remote roads, too. Like, most of the time, they're, like, the only car around. Yeah, okay, I'm picturing it. (laughs) Yeah. So they finally pulled off at road stops, trying to get a closer look at the light with binoculars. Um... So Betty's looking through the binoculars, and she noticed the light was actually an object that seemed to be spinning. So more like a flying saucer that we've recognized today. Oh, no. So at this point, they're about 70 miles from that diner where they were at 10 p.m. Um, They noticed the object began hovering closer, only about 100 feet above their car, near, (laughs) but it's over near the tree line. So Barney abruptly stops the car. He grabs his handgun and binoculars and runs into the field. Um, he saw an object as big as a jet, but round and flat like a pancake, which also sounds like a flying saucer. Yes. Um, through windows, he saw beings in gray uniforms. Uh, Betty <laughs> Betty was just left in the car. Oh, Betty. So she's just sitting there in the running car. Hey, here. I'll be right back, Betty. Yeah. And then... Uh, I don't know, Barney kind of freaks out. He's kind of scared shitless, so he runs back to the car and he's screaming. (laughs) Um, So he just, like, guns it down the road, trying to get away from this thing. And as as they're doing that, um, loud, rhythmic beeps started sounding from the car's trunk. They both started to feel drowsy and then lost consciousness. Oh, it's like they totally entered their mind. So they woke around two hours later and 35 miles away. Oh, no. Uh, Betty was an avid reader and discovered the Civilian UFO Group uh, National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. And um, she also reported this... I don't think she reported the incident because we're going to get into some hypnotherapy, but she reported seeing this object to the Air Force. She was actually really concerned about radiation. Yeah. So she's also a smart lady. Yeah. Oh, man. So as time moved on, Betty started having really bad nightmares. Oh. And Barney developed an ulcer and anxiety. So they saw help. Right? Reasonable. 
So they sought help from Dr. Benjamin Simon. He was a psychologist and neurologist, but specialized in hypnosis. I love it. I'm about to get hypnotized. I know. It's going to be fun. Um, So after months of weekly sessions, they discovered kind of the common story of what they think happened to them. So supposedly a craft landed on the roof of their car. Gray beings escorted them up a long ramp into the craft. Uh, the hills then took turns in an exam room that had curved that had curved walls and a big light hanging from the ceiling. They were each asked to get on a metal table, so like an oh. examination table. Yeah. Their clothes were removed. What? Hair, nail, and skin samples were taken, which didn't sound too bad. It was just more like clipping yeah. your nails. Take like. Right. It gets you know it gets worse though. Um, needles. Uh, connected to long wires probed their heads, arms, legs, and spines. Ew. Betty had a large needle, four to six inches, inserted into her stomach. This was especially painful for her, and they think it might be something related to, like, a pregnancy exam or something like that. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Reproduction. Yeah. Uh, One being watched from the side during this... (laughs) This sounds like Kate McKinnon. Um, one being watched from the side during both exams, they assumed that was the leader because they didn't think they just watched. Um, I quote, after after Betty's examination ended, the being rushed, the beings rushed back into her room excited. They discovered that Barney's teeth could be removed. Betty laughed, explaining that Barney had dentures. (laughs) A fact of human aging. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that the being struggled to understand. That's pretty funny. So it's a little funny. Um, also, while aboard the craft, Betty asked the leader where they were, and she later actually drew a map of the location she was shown while under hypnosis. And oh, that wow. Is um, supposedly. Remember the species I told you earlier? Yes. Data reticuli is what she drew. Supposedly. But it was like more from the perspective of if you're on like in that system and looking out of it, not necessarily like Earth looking at it. Like so I don't know. That's pretty interesting though. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And also like Barney drew pictures of the craft, so they seem to have a lot of details. Um but you know, a- after all this, a Boston newspaper picked up the story, and really the rest is history. That became like yeah. the most talked about abduction case related to this, even though there have been thousands. I was about to say, and it seems like all the ones that I've heard are very similar. Yes. So this actually led me to a group called the International Center for Abduction Research. And, um, I mean, these are people that take it very serious. Like, they interview people who have been abducted. They're taking stats on all of this. Um, but I looked at their FAQs page and um, just some fun facts from there. So they, they say, yes, thousands have been abducted. And there's probably thousands more who have not come forward. Who haven't come forward. Yeah, I can see that. I can see being one terrified to come forward. Or two, even thinking that you've just gone berserk. Yeah, you might think like, you just oh imagined it all. Like, there's no way that's really happened. It was just bizarre. Yeah. So um, there's really no 
there's really probably not an accurate account, honestly. Right, right. It's almost like, you know, abuse. Or, mm-hmm. or even our population. Like, you don't know actually how many... You're not counting That's everybody. very true. You're very making true. assumptions, right? Yes. Um, and there's two commonalities among abductees, actually. So, usually at least one of their parents was also an abductee. I've heard that. That yeah. they tend... Yes, yes. I have heard that, actually. Um, and just in case anybody thinks you might be able to protect yourself from this, they really don't give a shit about your sexual orientation. They don't care if you've had hysterectomies or vasectomies. They will still take you and they will still take samples. Okay. Um, and most abductees report events throughout their life, not just one event. I've heard that too. It's never just a one and done, it seems. Yeah. So, now, let's get into some theories. Um, okay. This is actually one from NBC News that I don't think sounds insane, even though a lot of scientists are criticizing this. Um, climate change. So, Young Hei Chi, I hope I said that correctly, is a professor at Oxford who teaches Korean. Uh, they claim to know, I quote, to know what the, what the aliens have in mind in lectures given at the university, he says they're creating alien-human hybrids as a hedge against climate change. In addition, Chi's argument rests on the fact that two things have simultaneously increased in the past several decades. The number of reported abductions and the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide. So he thinks that maybe they're making human hybrids to withstand climate change to colonize this planet. Okay. Um, Which I'm like, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I... It's not too far-fetched, really. And the whole thing, like, I have heard a lot on the DNA piece, that somehow their DNA is damaged. Maybe it could be from being future people and maybe killing themselves. But there's something they're looking for in our DNA. And then now you throw climate change in the mix. Why not? Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, some theories are it's just pop culture influences, because a lot of these sightings kind of peaked in, like, the 1950s era, 1960s era, whenever, like, sci-fi movies were getting really popular. But I think with that, you kind of get into the chicken or the egg, you know? Because it's like, I understand art mimics reality, but reality also mimics art. (laughs) Very good statement. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, like, one of the big things was in 1891, the novel Meta- a tell of the future, which uh, described aliens kind of resembling the Greys interacting with with Question. the Question. Is that Meta M-E-T-A? M-E-D-A. That's about, but that's real freaky. But I wonder what kind of influence. I don't know. I'm sure there, it's just a one letter difference. I'm sure it's kind of the same notion. Um, and then this is just my last theory. All right. Maybe it's all real. Maybe the Greys are real. Uh, maybe Crowley did come into contact with Lamb because apparently some of his, I'm assuming a lot of drugs were involved, but apparently like some of the offshoots of that cult have actually contacted Lamb as well. Hmm. Or Lom. Or Liam. <laughs> so, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm a believer. I am. I think, I think aliens are real. 
I really, really do. Um, and whether they're out to like necessarily hurt us, I don't know. Like I feel like they're really out to do research, and maybe they're a little like they're more aggressive than I would like for them to be with their research. But yeah. I mean, you know, maybe they too are on a dying planet, and they're just trying to find a way. They see that we're on a dying planet too, and maybe they're trying to find a way we could somehow coexist. I don't know. Like that's far fetched. I don't know. So you do think they're friendly? At least, um, specifically the Greys. There are others. I, I wouldn't say that the Greys are friendly. I would say that the Greys are just out to do research, and they're not really putting any emotion into like, yes, I'm probing you scientifically i mean i don't i yeah. personally i don't think they're like trying to like basically like rape you just to be mean i really i feel that it's in the name of research and i'm not saying that like i think that's the way to to be but i do feel like it's more research based not like predator based yeah even I though know. i don't like it i mean i'm not a proponent for it like i don't want anything to happen to me under you know under duress and I don't agree to it but I don't know if they even have that kind of thought process right they seem very emotionless like it may not be an emotion that they really understand or know or maybe they're scared to death of how we act and they're just scared I don't know like I don't know that they I guess I just feel like I feel like it's just all about the science with them and the research. I don't really think that they're emotionally, and maybe that's just whether or not it's an emotion that they even, if they have emotion, I don't know. Or if they just are like, I can't get too connected because this is just a science experiment. Yeah. I I very much felt like, like an alien ant farm essentially to them. Yeah. Like, Um, it's like, you're just a species like, well, kind of like how we do animal testing on animals. Yeah. And we do testing on animals, on plants, on different things. And so, like, you know, maybe we're aliens to these animals that get animal tested. I'm not look at the animals we have. Like, oh my god, they've totally abducted me and, like, raised me as their own. But, like, maybe, like, what we're doing is, like, totally wrong for them. <laughs> yeah, I've often played with the notion that maybe it is future humans coming back. Maybe. And maybe, like, that part of them is numbed or doesn't or they're like, like so far removed or remember or it's like right they're like so far removed from homo sapiens at this point but they know they're here for something i really feel like they do need something from us what do you think they need i do think it might be dna but i just they've been doing this for so long at this point like look how rapidly our technology has evolved like why is theirs not are they just that like futuristic or are they archaic they seem a bit archaic, which also makes me think that they might be more human. Because they just almost seem like, yeah, like, it's cool that they can do certain things. It's just like, but we don't, we like, don't probe people. Our needles have gotten smaller. Our tests have gotten yeah, more accurate and less intrusive. Have they gotten, why have, well, yeah. Why so are I they like evolving? the same accounts from Barney and Betty are the same accounts that are recent. Like, nothing's really changed with it. It's the exact same account. Right. So, like, what's up with that? Like, are they just, yeah, like, why? Is it because it it's is... effective, so they don't feel like changing it? Or it's like, but what how much have, do you have to study? Like, what? I don't know. Like, 
so yeah, like, what, are they, that, what are they studying that they really haven't found a solution to by now? And some theorists think that we're just incubators for their hybrids. So, so we're, essentially, that's all we are. Yeah. So like essentially, especially women, like they are just going to implant an alien baby in you, and then you won't I mean, be any the wiser. Alien. So I I don't know. That just sounds kind Definitely of silly to me, but. I don't know. Mm. I definitely believe in them. Um, I wish that they could communicate with us and we could know the why because then maybe we could, there would be people that would be willing to work with them to be like, what are you trying to find? You know what I mean? Like, what are you looking for so that we could help you? I don't really feel like they're out to try to destroy us. I feel like we do a pretty damn good job of that ourselves. Like, we're just inconsequential. Yeah, like, I just, I don't really feel like, I personally don't feel that they are here to take over our planet and to take over us. I just feel like, kind of like, you know, like, we go to the moon, supposedly, and all these planets. I feel like that's what they're doing. They're just doing research. And, like, they're not, I mean, maybe they don't really know what we are. Maybe they haven't figured it out, you know? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just odd that they seem to be so static to me. Do you think they're real? I think something's happening. Me too. Uh, Whether it's like... There's just been too many accounts. Yeah. You can't say all of those people are drug-deduced or crazed. Like, yeah, I could definitely see somebody, and I'm not disclaiming someone going on a binger or something, (laughs) and being like, oh, I thought it was earlier. Like, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but there was a time when we were out in Greenville at uh, Stephen's brother's house, and he lives kind of like far out, and we all saw it, like a triangle-shaped UFO. It was scary, and everybody was like, "Oh, it was like, a, like you know, this or that going on." But we all saw it, and it was just like, eh, "That's different." Yeah, and then I don't know if they. I just think it's weird. It's like. Their technology seems so advanced to get here in the first place. I don't understand why their technology is so archaic when it comes to humans. But then again, I think maybe they just don't care. But do you think maybe too, like, they, yeah. Or do you think maybe they're like, this is what makes the human comfortable. So we don't want to change it. I don't know. It's just really odd. Or like you said, like, maybe they just don't care. Like, I mean, look, animal testing is cruel and we still do it. I mean, even, I think to a certain extent, like, animal breeding is kind of creepy. It is. So, like, is it it's just like, are we basically that for them? Yeah, maybe. And then, uh, like, maybe you have the hybrid mix. Like, maybe they're it. trying to find ways to cure diseases that they have or things that they want to test out and they don't want to test it out on their own species, so they test it out on us because we're, like, dogs or cats to them or rats. I think that makes the most sense because otherwise, I think if they were trying to help us, they would have made contact. That was like if they were trying to help now. us. I think we would have already been in contact by now because we're like past danger zone. Yeah, so I don't really think they're. I think they're here to use us, not help us. Yeah, but I don't feel like they're trying to take us over either. I just think that we're pretty much just a science experiment for them. I don't think I, that they're. Right trying to like become us take over the planet i just feel like they're like this is an interesting species like let me test this on them we're basically the lab rats how i feel i don't feel i don't feel like they're out to get us but i don't really feel like they really have a lovey-dovey like care about us either i mean they're no et but i think they're i think we're just science for them and that's it 
were just objects. And maybe you have those rare ones that end up falling in love with the rats. <laughs> like my friend Rachel. Yeah. That saved rats and loved them so much. Saved them from being snake food. Yeah, that's true. But you know, maybe it's you almost like they need a touch of that human element to like do maybe that, there are like. maybe there are a few of them like I'm kind of connected to this weird little thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or the rest of them are like, eh, they're just. I don't know. That's my thought. That's my thought. It's all interesting, and um, interesting. I don't know. I I would not want to be abducted. No, I definitely would not want to be abducted. And the people that have like how it plays on their life, it's. So fucked up. I feel like you said, like it's usually it usually stays within the family. So it's like, which makes sense, right? From like a scientific perspective, it does. It's like we're gonna track this whole family of rats or humans or whatever. We abducted the parent and probably did something, and now we want to study their child. See what like. Look at Birdie. Birdie's a lab beagle. Mm Mhm. And so, I mean, you know, like, her siblings and parents are probably lab beagles, too. Yeah. So, definitely, at least when it comes to the greys, I think we're lab rats, and they aren't friendly towards us, but they don't, they just don't care. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think they're out, so, like, get us. I think they're just, like, you're just science, really. Like, we don't really care about you. Like, we're here just for the science. We don't... At this point, I think they have enough DNA collected from so many different people that... If we were to scorch the earth, they'd be like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like <laughs> you got rid of your little ant farm, like nobody really cares. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I almost like the earth to them could be like a little ant hill. Yeah, like, oh. I mean, it really doesn't impact our day to day. Which is why they never seem to like land and hang out. I agree. But I think if there was a connection, like a real connection, they would be here by now. Like really, really here by now, especially the greys. I know there are some talk about the other types that are here in human form that may have different takes, which yeah. maybe I could cover if I land on that topic, but you know, <laughs> dad is, dad's had some experiences with that, so yeah, that'd be interesting to compare the different types and like what their motive is. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll yeah, speak with that. Good. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Should we uh, go ahead and spin the wheel? Yeah, spin the wheel. wheel. Let's see it. I see it. All right, I'm going to shuffle topics. Okay. All right, let's spin it. And that wheel. I got my my pen ready. No, we're not letting you do phenomenon again. You just did that. Yeah, I just did a phenomenon. That was a hard one. So let's spin it again. So, guys, the whole idea is just to keep it fresh so we don't get stuck in topics, but we're not going to be bound to this. There's so many fun things out here. So many. Lore. Lore. Okay, I can do some lore. Are you cool with that one? We haven't done that one yet, have we? Yeah, I think we have. Oh, have we? Then no. Damn it. I feel like we have done some lore. I'm sorry. We're spinning again. Okay. No, there there are other topics we haven't covered yet. <laughs> no, we already did magic. Did Why magic. are you doing this to me? Why are you doing? And we did curses. Remove. All right, let's do it again. We already did demon. You know yeah. what? Fine. I'm just gonna say this one is gonna be presenter's choice. Presenter's choice. Okay. How does that okay. sound? So we can that keep it random. To me. 
All right, cool. And um, I'm gonna put something out for you guys. So I want to see your new moon ritual, and I want to know what you do for your new moon rituals. And if you have anything you want me to research for you. Yeah, that would be nice. Are there other topics out here? Listener's choice. Listener's choice. Or if you have stories, we would love to do like a listener's episode. I would love to. So if you guys don't get back to me by midweek, then I'm going to pick the topic. But if you get to me before Wednesday at, I'll say, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, first person that wants me to research something, I got you. Just let me know on Insta or Facebook. So you've got to Wednesday noon Eastern Standard Time to give me what you want to hear. If not, I'm going to pick. Cool. Does that sound cool? Yeah, and if you've ever had an actual abduction or encounter with Grays, we'd love to hear yeah, it. Oh my god, please. I, I want to, I have a lot. I want to hear, for sure. Kate, that includes you. Yes, Kate. Is one of your dogs snoring? Yes, that's, uh, <laughs> that's Birdie. That's the lab beagle. Do you hear? Yeah. She's just not really thrilled with our podcast. Damn, just, Birdie. That's like harsh. Yeah, like, Herman's like laid up like listening and this one's just passed out like oh uh, head Bernie. Yeah, that's what she thinks about the podcast. She's like, I don't I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. She's like, you got it all wrong. <laughs> she's such an asshole. She's like, I know yes. about testing and she's like, You guys are so wrong, I'm just gonna sit here and see you through this shit. <laughs> little tail hole. <laughs> she is. Guys, thank you for listening. Adele, amazing story. And as we always say here, stay curious. Stay safe. And, and don't never trust. Ever trust the living. Bye, you guys. Have an awesome week. Happy new moon. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>